And we are live here for episode six of the Lucas Grandsire podcast. Like I always say, the most creative name in uh, the podcast game. We have uh, the one and only Dwight Grant joining me for episode six, I believe live from quarantine. What's going on, sir? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Before we get started, though, I mean, I'm sure the people are looking. They see Sacramento. It's like, oh, is Lucas from Sacramento? And the answer is no. And if if you know if you're a fan, you should know I'm from France. So that gives me the freedom to wear whatever team stuff I want. <laughs> like, I don't have any loyalty. It's like Sacramento. If I feel like it, Charlotte Hornets, whomever, you know, got to got to put that out there. I, I, I feel you. I don't really follow uh, sports too much, but when I do, uh, it's uh, I usually try to go for New York teams. And right. uh, now, now that I'm here in uh, in California, yeah, Southern California, I will. Uh, you know, represent a Southern California team every now and then. <laughs> well, you got lucky too, especially with basketball, because you, you were what you were born in Brooklyn, right? So the Brooklyn Nets yeah. are finally good, so you can rep Brooklyn. If you're California, you can be like, you know, the Lakers. Like you have all these choices, yeah. and nobody can get mad at you for it. Hey, when I was in uh, when I was in uh, Northern California, like Golden State was killing it. Yeah. yeah. So, so so now 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 I'm down here, and uh, if the Lakers are doing good, I'm gonna have to ask for a cut because that means I'm bringing the good luck. <laughs> Exactly. If we could convince you to move to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, help out the Hornets, you know, just throwing it out there like that would be uh, that would be very clutch on your part. <laughs> Bring the aura over there. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like it would make headline news like the Charlotte Observer. It's like Dwight Graham moves, you know, the team finally winning a championship. And it's like, yeah, that's how it works with Dwight. That sounds like the beginning of a, of a Disney movie, you know? Like, <laughs> it's a kind of good luck charm. <laughs> right, it's a like good luck charm, and you got to, like, you can do the over-the-shoulder, turn around, look at the camera, just <laughs> with the cheesy title, Disney, you know, starring Dwight Grant. <laughs> sounds pretty good, sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty I mean, we're writing a movie, and if the producers have the idea, like, you have to, you know, at least cast my guy, Dwight. You, I mean, you know, I have to be somewhere. My name has to be somewhere. Like, you know, we're, yeah, we're going to do content. At least on the storyboard, man. I said it up. <laughs> Right. Uh, last time I had a fight on the podcast, though, he did give me some uh, some comments about the lack of fight posters on the wall. And he was like, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll send you a poster because we have tons of it. So now that I have another fighter on the podcast. I have to throw this out there, Dwight. If you want to take part in the, you know, making the wall not look like shit with extra posters, please mm. feel free. OK, I'll, I'll uh, see what I can do here. You know, <laughs> reach into the bag. <laughs> reach into the bag. <laughs> that, that, that's the begging segment. Uh, do you, I mean, do you guys have a lot of those posters. Like We've always seen you sign a, sign a ton of them when you get to the fight. But do you have a bunch of them? So we, we we signed a bunch for sure. Uh, they give us a, a couple like after every fight, like you know. So uh, I have you know maybe like twelve or so, but I mean it's probably in storage. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. that's what I think. That's what, what I think. It's probably in storage. Well, you think like you're gonna do something with them, like I'll, I'll hang them on the wall or maybe make something, and then in reality they sit in a box, and it's like, oh yeah, I guess I do have that. No, I mean the thing is like we moved, so like you know like I put everything away. And uh, I, I do want to hang them up, especially maybe some of the cool ones. I have a foot a foot on the UFC card where you know, Adesanya fought, uh, and he fought gasoline. You know, that's like a, a pretty cool looking poster. Uh, and, and some other ones that I really like that I want to like hang up. You know, so uh, I do want to hang them up, but just, you know, <laughs> yeah. start right now. Did, did you get a chance to meet Israel or did you kind of just see everybody from afar? Uh, I mean, I, I met him a little bit for like a second. I walked by and I was like, hey, man, you know, good uh, good luck and all like that. But that's really it. You know, before fights, I try not to bother anybody. <laughs> like, like you know what I mean? Because like, before a fight, like, I'm cool. Like, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying like oh, I'm, I'm like super relaxed, but I'm, you know, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty calm, whatever it is. And then I don't have a routine. But I know like, uh, you know, over the years, I met fighters who have certain routines. They don't want to shake hands with anybody new or strange i don't want to like give a dap to anybody no strength i try to just be like oh hey uh, right. <laughs> you know and, and leave it alone try to be disrespectful but try not to be like too invasive either so you know try to walk that line right there i guess <laughs> it's, it's funny hearing a fighter say that because we always imagine you guys would be like you know there's like a, a certain uh a brotherhood or something like that right like you guys recognize each other and everybody's friends but i mean maybe not in this case no i mean everybody's friends in the, in the sense that uh you know we're all like coworkers at that point, you know, you're at the, at the fight meeting and stuff like that. But I just, I just don't want to like uh, knock anybody off their like, you know, their their thing, you know, because especially well now it's a little different. But you know, when I first started fighting and stuff like that, and uh, you know, in the amateur scene, everyone was so tense in the back, like it was so tense, and I would be relaxed. But then I started feeling like I was too relaxed, and I was like being uh, being distracting, you know, <laughs> to people. So I like I don't want to like uh, bother anybody because if I can if I can uh, you know be fine in any environment I don't need to 
affect other people's uh, situations. So that that's kind of like where I'm coming from with that. You know, I'm, I'm like <laughs> fresh out of like <laughs> fresh out of fighting, in, you know, in the basement of a church. So like I want I want to come out here and be like, hey, what's up, guys? Oh, what's up? oh yeah. yeah. All right, man, take it easy. Think I got to fight tomorrow. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Like when you get to the UFC, it's kind of like you, you hear all these rookies in other sports, right? They come in, they're like excited and stuff. And then you got the veterans and, you know, act like you've been here before. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to get uh, admonished for, 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 for jovial behavior. This guy, this guy I think he's uh, going to a carnival. What's wrong with this guy? You know? and then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I try to, try to avoid that as much as possible. But if I do see somebody that, like, uh, that I met before, you know, whatever it is, I, I try to be hey, what's up? You know? And like, I'm at uh, uh, Max Holloway. Like uh, before a fight, this dude was super cool. Like yeah, I was see him again. I'm like, hey, what's up? I know, already know he's a cool guy. You know, so yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Have you had any encounters like that where it's like we think they seem cool from a distance, and then you know, even without giving any names, but anyone you've met, and you're like, oh man, this guy, like you know, this guy's a, he's a dig, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, that that that's the thing. It's like you don't want to uh, like idolize people too much. It, it, it's hard not to because. This is a, I mean, you know, it's not, it's not kind of like a, you know, self-congratulating for me to say, it, but uh, it's a very inspirational sport. I, I I got into MMA because I was watching like all these videos online of people from like Proud FC and UFC like winning fights and celebrating and like them, you know, uh, the, the team carrying all kinds of fun, cool stuff. And they, I saw those people and I was like, man, I looks like so much fun. This is great. And then you, I met some of those people. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> but, you know, it, it could be because they were fighting soon or you, you never know what's going on. So you might meet them on a bad day. So I can't, can't make, like, a, a good judgment on it, you know? Well, that's, that's kind of your exchange as a fighter. I know for me as media, you know, you have different guys. Like, you try to watch media sort of get a sense of who they are before you interview them for the first time. And a lot of guys are really cool. And then there's some where it's like you you go into the interview like, all right, this is about to be a tough one. Like, you know, he, he doesn't necessarily want to be there. Like, we got to try and, uh, you know, do the best we can. And sometimes it's disappointing, but mo most guys are pretty cool. Yeah, if you ask somebody a question like, hey, so uh, so what's next for you? What's next? What's whoever's next? Yeah, you got some of them that want to put on a character. Or it's like, you know, they don't even listen to the question because they want to say whatever they want. You'll, uh, be like, uh, you'll be like, what do you think about this fight? I think I'm going to go out there and everyone's going to remember. It's like, that's not what I asked. Like, you know. And, and, and you, know what's, you know what's crazy about that? Uh, especially at this point with, with uh, social media and like all these things, like, you can see people trying, you know what I'm saying? Like you can see somebody putting in the effort. And it's not, I mean, it's nothing wrong because I mean, some people uh, like they would be nervous otherwise, you know, like, they would just be like a nervous mess or just be like a um, quiet. And, you know, so they have to kind of get into character. I mean, I, I, used, to, I used to do theater, like, uh, you know, like uh, uh, when I was growing up and in college, stuff like that. And, you know, I saw, I would see people, you know, kind of getting into character before they step on stage. And especially like if they're seeing right before mine, yeah, you see them. And they step out, ah, you know, and I see that. I'm, I know it's crazy, but I see that in MMA, you know, in, in kickboxing and all stuff like that. People are about to go out and they kind of step into the character. And I understand it, you know, but I don't really understand it for interviews too much. But I, I can kind of get it because it, I mean, they didn't really want to show themselves to be a certain type of way. And they probably think their opponent is watching too and they don't want to seem like weak, you know, all, all kinds of things enter people's minds. So, you know, I can't, I can't knock them forward too much. The funny thing about the interview thing is I know like Colby Covington is a super obvious one. Like he always sets up, he's got the picture of Trump, some kind of, you know, puts the belt. Yeah. I saw one time with like a red phone. I, I don't know what that was a reference to, but like he's, and, and the funny thing about the media is if you put on a really obvious character, media guys make it a challenge to let's get him to, you know, stop being in character. You know, let's, yeah. let's bring up the, the human side. And you see tons of interviews with Colby where the interviewer, uh, you know, he's so concentrated on let's give him a break. Let's get the real Colby out there that the interview yeah. kind of. You know, because they're trying to, you know, uncover who's the real Colby. And it's like, it, you know, it won't work at this point. Well, well, that, that's the metagame. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, that, that them trying to uh, bring the real Colby out and him put on the character is the game that's happening that becomes entertaining for the viewer. You know, some people love watching that, like, thing transpire. And then maybe he'll say something really, really cheesy or corny or, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, man. And I, I have friends who, like, they'll be like, oh, I don't like that guy. But they watch all his interviews, and I'm like, oh, yeah. well, you, <laughs> like, you, you may not like him, but you enjoy his, his work. So, you know, it's like, I, I, he's doing his job. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing his job. Oh, I know, I know the, the one guy who can kind of get him to break character is like James Lynch, and that's because they've been doing interviews oh, yeah. for so long that it's like, you know, I knew who you were before, you know, you had the picture of yeah. Trump back like so it's like you sometimes forget like, oh, yeah, you have to put on this character. Even though the interview, it's like he knows, he knows who you are. Like, this isn't someone brand new. 
they they just hoping that like they don't uh they don't like rat them out. <laughs> you know, like yeah. don't tell don't tell anybody who I really am. <laughs> and just like go along with it, I guess, you know. Or they saw on uh, on Reddit where Colby was doing like ask me anything. It was it wasn't that long ago. It was a few years ago, and he's like everything he's saying is like you know I train my hardest. You know I respect my opponent. It was like you know such a nice guy, and everybody's like what the what happened? Like how did we get from that to you know ruining Star Wars movies for people? Oh boy, I, I remember. I was so glad I missed that one, man. Ooh, yeah. boy, I was so glad I missed that. But that I, I think I think the way you get to that is people you know they understand the different aspects of entertainment. You know like uh. It's yeah, and I'm not like trying to like endorse this dude or play like, this guy's you know, entertaining guy. You know, it, it's just that yeah, I understand. You know, like uh, some people are playing a certain game with with fighting. Like, I always fighting. I'm not just talking about like MMA, but it's like you know, boxing, kickboxing, uh, Muay Thai, and all that stuff like that. Some people are playing a game and they're playing a character, especially at the higher at the higher levels where like you can be more relaxed because you have you're not you know uh, nervous about your skill level. You know you can fight at this point, you know. So it's like whatever, and now you can focus on other things, other aspects of you know making the fight interesting, selling the fight, promoting the fight. But those people need to understand though, is some people are not playing that game. You know, like some people like they they come in a fight, and when you say something crazy, they're gonna take it really personal, like, like you know, like uh, and they might want to fight you for real. So you gotta be careful, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, now it's uh, you know, we have security and all these things like that to kind of keep things, you know, keep, keep things safe. But I mean, I think because it's such a, like a big show, and it's, we have so much like you know, like uh, protection, people kind of forget that some people are not playing games. So I think it's cool to to make those kind of jokes, but you got to be careful. So at some point, you got to kind of like be like, okay, if me and this person were like standing in the standing somewhere, not even in the street, but like in a a normal setting, would I go this far? Because this might be like <laughs> this might be seen as disrespectful to a level that warrants you know what I'm saying some kind of retaliation. So you got to be careful a little bit, you know. But would you be worried about that as a fighter, though? Like, you know, this guy might want to fight you for real, but at the same time, you know how to fight. You know, it's not like if I were to insult a fighter and then he wanted to fight yeah. me for real and I'm fucked. Like, you know, you I mean, you both know how to fight in that case. Yeah, but it's not like well, one thing I learned, uh, you know, like uh, it, it's it's not about the fight. It's about the the repercussions afterwards. You know, it's like uh, like you might beat somebody up and then, you know, then you got to deal with all this like stuff afterwards, you know, like uh, not, not just like legal stuff. I mean, that's obvious, you know. Like, you might call, you might call, you might, you might start the fight, and then I like, still try to sue you afterwards, <laughs> even though it, it started it. But also, like, you know, like dealing with like, like, uh, like their 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 friends or like other stuff in the future. Like, you don't know, like, you know, like you don't want to be having to be careful all the time. Yeah, you can just be like, I'm a tough guy. It doesn't matter. But then sometimes you're working with your family, and you don't want to deal with stuff. You know what I mean? And then and you you disrespected and and punk this dude outright. So you know he got a right to on site set it on you, you know, like right away. And then you, you walk in there with your, with your wife and your kids and you're like, oh, hold on, why don't you go over there, let me handle it. Like, why? Oh, yeah. Like, it don't make any sense. Not for this, not when there's real, like, problems out there and you could be having people and you're trying to avoid. I don't see the point in bringing problems like that to, to yourself. You know, it's just it's a whole thing of uh, treat others how you want to be treated kind of thing, you know? And it's like, uh, you, you create that energy and that energy is going to find its way back to you at some point. So just... <laughs> So just don't do it. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I think people always figure that because uh, fighters, you know, fighters are going to fight in the cage. Like that's the end of it, right? Like we're going to fight anyway. So let's talk that shit. We fight and then it's hashed out. But we've seen a few times where it's like guys are still pissed. They'll win. They'll get the knockout. And they're still pissed about it. And people are like, yeah, but you just fought. Like it's like you said, it's, it goes beyond that because you don't know how people are going to take that. Uh, well, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sound crazy here, you know, but, but it's like. It's not about the fight. It's about the satisfaction of it, you know? Like, yeah. I, I, give, I give you an example. Like, sometimes people get mad, and then they'll, they'll like, kick something or punch something, and then they they like, ah, whatever, you know? And then they'll feel better or whatever it is, right? You can fight somebody, like, and then not get that satisfaction. Like, you, you might win by decision or whatever it is, and you might still feel wrong. Like, you didn't get it out of you, you know? Mm -hmm. And you can hold on to something like that, you know? Like, you might not feel the effort put in or, or whatever it is. And I'm just like, even in a real fight, you can have a real fight with somebody and then, like, just feel like, oh, I never got, got my hit or, you know, whatever it is, and still feel some kind of way. So it's not that, you know, it, it's it's about fighting in a cage or fighting, you know, uh, in a ring and, and being done. Yeah, you fought, but you might not have gained that person's respect or that person might not have gained your respect. I mean, imagine you go to fight somebody you was mad at. And then uh, the first thing, the first thing to do is kick you in the groin, <laughs> begin to fight, poke in the eye. Yeah, you might win. We're like, man, that, that wasn't right. So, you know, so it, it's it's a lot of stuff involved. Uh, 
any kind of violence shouldn't be entered into lightly, no matter what it is, you know? So I just, I'd be careful for that. Well, it's funny you mentioned violence. I think people that have never been in a fight, that kind of altercation, they don't realize that kind of violence, like the way it happens. Like even, you know, people, like you get adrenaline, things happen yeah. so fast. A lot a lot of things happen with muscle memory. And I know fighters talk about getting in the zone and stuff, but I think people <laughs> on the outside, they don't realize like what true violence is until like you have a, a grown man in front of you trying to whoop your ass. You know, it's funny, it's funny you say that because uh, <laughs> especially the muscle memory thing, that's why I think like people... You know, like I, I've hear, I hear stories about people like, uh, you know, running up on fighters and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Muscle memory is a crazy thing. Like if, if, you, if, you, if you think like, oh, I could punk this guy because he's, you know, he, he fights, but he's not a tough guy. If you scare somebody, yeah. if, if somebody is able to be scared, they are dangerous. And like you know, they talk about it in all kinds of different, uh, you know, metaphors, analogies about like, like wounded animals or cornered animals, whatever it is. Like if you scare a human being, like you don't know what they're capable of. So stop trying to punk people. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, especially if they know how to fight because they might go all off on you. They might take the situation that's like a, like a, a low threat level to be extreme. And then all of a sudden, you know, like what's going on. And I've, I've seen that happen in, in, in regular life, you know? So, it's, it's, it's not a good thing. It's just, be careful. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've spoken to a lot of fighters about like, you know, p- fans watch and they, they think they could go out there and, and fight, right? Like, you know, it's just mm-hmm. punching someone. And a lot of fighters, yeah. they mention like, if I fought someone, you know, like fighter says, if they fought someone that hadn't trained or anything, uh, Rofion Stotts, for example, was like, it'd be like if I was fighting a child. He was like, you know, if I put my hands on, and Mike Rodriguez was like, you put your hands on people and you realize they offer no resistance. He's like, they are not strong. I can do whatever I want with you. I mean, is that is that something you feel yourself? Like it's kind of, you know, I'm fighting a child. <laughs> well, you know what's crazy about that? Uh, even even at a professional level, uh, fighting other professionals sometimes, you know, like you'll. I mean, I do this. I, I, I'm a victim. I'm a victim of this, but like I, I'm like uh, guilty of this. I'll put somebody on a pedestal because I'll be like, oh, this guy, this, this, and that. You know, he's gonna be dangerous. And you get in a fight, you're like, yeah, Yo, what is this guy doing? Like, like right. you you, you kind of think like. He must be setting me up because there's no way he can be making this mistake without knowing that he's making this mistake. Like this guy is walking right into the like you know like you see him and you kind of have to have that confidence of like yeah I'm, I'm I can land this shot because this guy doesn't realize what's happening you know. Uh, same thing same thing with um I used to you know train when I first started training when I first started like, fighting professionally I was at a school where like you know people walk off on the, off the street and join a school and sometimes they would have boxing experience or a Golden Glove champion or something like that or it would just be like a new guy and you know who never fought before. And one thing I realized is firstly, people who haven't competed before, the first time that they spar, they're very, very erratic. I mean, they might <laughs> seem calm, but they're throwing punches, like, you know. And then it's a lot of um it's a lot of like, trying to calm them down enough to learn, but also keeping yourself safe. You know, uh people who haven't really competed don't understand like the levels to which aggression happens at a, at like a, you know, like a professional level. For example, I had a friend, uh, he was a young guy, he was coming up and he was, uh, you know, like fighting amateurs and stuff like that. He hadn't fought professional yet. And he was preparing for a, uh, not a professional fight, but like a tough amateur fight. He was really in the zone, you know? I was really a professional. And I was trying to spar with him and not like, you know, like be too crazy because, you know, like uh, you're you, you trying to like build, you know? But one time, <laughs> one, one time, you know, like, uh, I was training already for like three hours and I was about to go home, but they asked me to spar with him. And I, I was like, I'll spar with you for a little bit, but then I got to go. And he was coming at me with like this crazy aggression. So I gave him one kick and he, I knew he was going to block into the body, but to kind of let him know like, Hey, like, you know, we, we, we you know, we're not on the same level of, 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 uh, of, of threat here. You know, like, you know, you, you got to come, this can escalate. Even though it feels to you right now, like, this is like the craziest thing in the world. This could actually get much, much worse. You gotta chill. And then, you know, in in that uh, little little transfer of uh, you know of of strikes, everything calmed down. It was a little conversation. You know, like uh, I don't want to discourage anybody from training and getting better at martial arts and being like, oh, I, I can't compete with these guys because I did that. I, I watch people fight on TV for years, and I'll be sitting there wishing. I'll be shadow boxing in front of the TV, like watching fights. Like, yeah, Michael. And if he did that to me, I'll do this. And you know, like, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm an amateur, you know, but whatever, <laughs> like, like whatever. But you know. You just got to be reasonable in the fact that if you're sparring with somebody, training with somebody, or even if you see somebody on, on, on the street or whatever it is, and you know competes uh, professionally, you know, it's got to be a little, not saying like, hey, guys, you know, and be, be tentative, 
But, you know, respectful. <laughs> respectful. I, I assume you have a certain confidence that comes with knowing <laughs> that, like, if someone were to come up to you and just shove you, like, all, you know, you, you, you'd you have to do, like, one move and you got control. Does it? Do you have extra confidence? Now you walk with your shoulders extra high, knowing that, like, you're about that life if you were to come down to it? Oh, no, no, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. Because uh, violence is not about fists. You know, I, I grew up in, in Bed-Stuy in the 90s. You know, like, uh, I, I've... <laughs> Like that, I've seen some some pretty good fighters get messed up, you know, because it's not about um, it's not, it's not it's not a fair fight. No no street fight is a fair fight. There's no rules. There's no uh like like agreed upon like you know situation where it's like this is how it's gonna be. Nah man, you like I know back in the day like people used to be like if you threw a kick or something like that in the fight, people would, oh you a punk man you kicking you know and they would act a certain type of way. But at the same time, when things get crazy, people would kick, people would punch, people would bite, all kinds of crazy stuff. And they would, you would call them a punk afterwards to some extent because they did something that was like outside of the agreed upon rules in a, in a way. But if somebody getting behind, well, they're going to do whatever they got to do to win. Like, they're not, <laughs> not going to like be like, oh, I can hit this guy with this brick, but you know, uh, I'm not going to do it because it's not in the agreed upon rules. Now, you never know what anybody's going to do. You don't know at what point somebody is in their life at what point they are in their day, like to where they just have had it, and this is their opportunity to go <laughs> to go all out, yeah. So I mean, it's it's definitely like a reassurance to be able to defend yourself. Of course, I mean, for, for, for like at least for the first few levels of threat, you could be like, I'm safe, you know. But yeah. you don't know. So 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 why uh, you know why why uh, tempt fate and, <laughs> and act and act crazy and wild out and then cause that bad energy I, I just think it's i just think it's really good to to be happy and enjoy life yeah and and i enjoy fighting a lot like growing up i have friends i have friends from kindergarten that i'm still friends with you know like uh and we play fought like we do all kinds of you know, crazy like wrestling power bombing each other all kinds of stuff like that and it was fun and it is fun but that's a different kind of feeling than you know a street fight or something like that so oh, it's just yeah. uh it's, it's not something that i, that I think you should, <laughs> I, would, I would enter into without being cautious you know I don't know about you guys, but I know for us, uh, you know, when I when I first moved to where I am now, like I was in the third grade, and the big thing was everybody had a trampoline outside, and everybody was watching, you know, wrestling. And you know, yeah. I didn't know what, I didn't know what that was, but it was like, you know, if you jumped on the trampoline, you understood that somebody was going to try some kind of move, somebody was going to throw some kind of kick, and then you know, if someone's parents found out, you get in trouble. And there was always the 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 situation where everybody's trying stuff, and then you get hit for real, and then you guys are fighting for real on on that trampoline, bouncing around like. <laughs> But we didn't have that trampolines in Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. we, we had we had slap boxing. Slap oh, yeah. boxing is the number one way to start a real fight with somebody. Yeah. I've seen so many real fights because of slap boxing that, yeah. like, as soon as just, especially if it's like two guys that you know are like kind of volatile anyway, like you just sit back waiting. Like, here we go, it's happening. Yeah. Yo, 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 so, 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 slap boxing, and everybody because even though they're not really fighting, you know, at some point it's gonna turn into a real fight. You know, like uh, with, with the uh, the the you know, play fighting is a little different because you would hear like from the top rope, you turn around, you kick yeah. the chest. <laughs> yeah, <Exactly. laughs> like that, that that happens. But I feel like, uh, you know, it's just it's just so jovial. You're in character, almost. Like you're the Rock, or like you know, you're, yeah. you're Macho Man or somebody. So it's like whatever. And, and, and at least at least with, with my friends, babe, man, you playing too rough. I'm like, I I should show you know. And then and then it would de-escalate. But slap boxing, as soon as you hear that. Pack, like that, that, that yeah, one yeah, clean, yeah, yeah. you know the next one's gonna be with a close fist. <laughs> the next one, the hands oh, gonna be good. It's exactly what it was in high school. It'd be like you have two dudes that have beef. It's like what's your slap box, and you follow, and you were like, you know, damn well it's gonna start at slap boxing, and then somebody's yeah. getting thrown through like a toilet or something. Like you knew, and that's and you're right. That's how it starts. Everybody's doing their little, and then yeah. somebody gets it clean. And it's over. Like after that, it's like doors are flying, furniture, like whatever. Like as soon as you get hit clean, it's like that's that's the pride. And then you know, the it's pr- like yeah. it's like you get hit, and then people all of a sudden it's like, oh, hold on, this guy just hit me. And then you mm-hmm. knew, like, get your phone out or whatever. Like things are gonna happen. Well, th- th- that too, and also um, when people when people have boxing gloves in their house, you know? oh yeah, like, oh yeah, like, especially at, okay after I started training a lot, that's when I started realizing how silly this was. Okay, so two this this guy. Got bag gloves in his house. He has bag gloves in yeah. his house, not sparring gloves. Bag yeah. gloves. And he gives two people bag gloves and tell them, "All right, man, you got to be here and sort it out with bag gloves." So you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no padding really. It's just like your know, leather and a little bit of cloth, and they throw in hands. That is dangerous. Or the one, the, my favorite one is like, 
oh, I only got one pair of gloves. So, hey, you put on oh, one yeah. glove. You put on another. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not left-handed. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it, it was crazy. But that, that's the thing. It's like, okay, seeing, seeing like a certain level of things outside of the ring will give you confidence. That's like, okay, you know, like, this is not really a real, this is not really a real threat. This is like a, it's a competition. But then on the other hand, like when you start competing and you understand how dangerous it is, <laughs> like, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, slap boxing or, 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 or sparring with some dude in, in, in an apartment or in a hallway or in a stairwell, <laughs> because like, you know what I mean? Because I can get hurt and then mess up my, 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 my fight coming up or, or, you know, my, my, even an amateur fight or whatever it is, or even I might get hurt and I'm going to make it to class and you chill. Yeah. So that's why I think martial arts and going on this whole martial arts uh, are rampant, you know. But like martial arts are really important for people to to to, to try at least for a little bit, even if it's not like a um, you know, like like a career path or whatever it is. Even if it's just for, for exercise, if you can safely train in a place where the energy is not crazy and people aren't trying to kill you, you know, like and, and like and, and gain a respect for martial arts, I think it changes your whole life because now your whole interaction with people and confrontations are like uh are different. And you understand that you don't need to do certain things. Like it's just not, it's not, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's funny, you know, when I first started uh, covering MMA, one of the things is, you know, pe- people they they act like if the journalist doesn't train or do anything, it's like you have no, uh, I get no credibility. So I was like, all right, so let me let me at least sign up for kickboxing or something. So I signed up for kickboxing, and you know, I'm excited. I'm like, you know, you, you get real confident for nothing. You think you're gonna turn into some kind of champion? Like I'm gonna find out I have this natural yeah. athleticism I didn't know existed. <laughs> and I showed up, and it was like all women. All forty-year-old uh, soccer moms. I'm looking, and I'm like, you know, am I going to be sparring with these people? I just tell you just how I had no idea what I was doing. And then, <laughs> and then by the end of it, I'm like, this is a cardio kickboxing class for yeah. stay-at-home moms. <laughs> it's like, you know, what am I going to learn in this thing? Like, you know, it was like, and I'm the only dude here. And then people are yeah. like, you know, why are you here? It's like, you know, I like MMA. It's like, nah, yeah. I'm like, was <laughs> yeah. it? It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't uh, knock those classes because sometimes you have people who like train for real and teach those classes and they'll give you a little bit more like a, like, you know, correction because they know you're in it for something else. I've taught, I've taught those classes before, you know, like I've taught, I've had classes where like, especially like a couple years ago, years ago, like, uh, like when Muay Thai became popular to the masses and you had a lot of like, you know, like, like models and like, you know, like people trying to like lose weight actors coming in trying to do Muay Thai and get that, like that, that fighter body. Yeah, like that, that whole thing. And then you, you would see people, and I, you see people, you know, uh, going hard, trying to hit the pads hard, hit the bag, and even train with each other a little too extra. And you kind of try to separate them and put them together. And then you try to take those guys and bring them to regular Muay Thai class. Like it, it just, it just kind of happens that way, you know? So, yeah, you know, like even if the class isn't, uh, unless the person is just having you do weird stuff, you know, like things where you're like, okay, I don't know about this, you know, like, and, and you ask, and, and even as a person, you know, like, even if you're like, I, I don't train that much, but I know I shouldn't be doing this, then, you know, just try it out and then see if you can, <laughs> see if you can, if you can like, you know, like, 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 like swing from that into like a, a regular class if you can, you know. You, you mentioned the, the fighter body. I'm always curious for fighters, like, do you guys work on having a certain aesthetic or is it just the fact that you're training so much and you have to eat a certain way that you end up naturally? Because, you know, people look at it like the two bodies are you're either Francis Ngannou or you're Roy Nelson. Like, there's no, you know, it's like one of them, it's like you're eating macaroni and cheese during training camp. And the other one's like you're eating whole chickens. Like, how, nah. how does that happen? I, I think, uh, I, I don't know. You know, I feel like, my, my initial reaction is just like, nah, you're just training to fight. Like, you don't care how you look. But then yeah. I think that actually now, you know, some people do care about it. They, they do want to uh, look a certain way in the fight and, like, kind of uh, give off this, uh, you know, Adonis, you know, like, uh, like, like feeling and, and, and aura, you know, uh, during the fight. Because um, it's, it's more about, you know, the brand of them, I guess. I don't know. Like, yeah. like I had somebody try to explain this to me before. And you know, it, it just seemed like a lot of work, you know. I I I think most people are just uh, training for the fight, and they're not trying to um look a certain way. You know, I think it just it just naturally happens that way. I mean, you gotta you gotta cut weight anyway, you know. Yeah. So it's like like you you're trying to get your your your, your body fat percentage low enough to be able to make weight without you know going and doing anything crazy. So I think that's that's just a natural thing that happens. Well, people, they always want to see the, the bodybuilders competing, right? They're like, you know, if these guys have this kind of physique, like, they must. And then you see them fighting. It's like they're stiff as hell. It's like the punches. Like, they, you know, the shoulders are moving. Yeah, it's all over the place. It's like, how come these guys? It's like, you know, because they don't have a fighter body. Like, they're trying to just get big and, you know, using yeah. special 
supplements to get big. Like you see the functionality is different with the way certain guys look. Well, I mean, I mean, a good example of that is like, you know, you got, you got, uh, Roy Nelson is a good example, but also I uh, look at DC, you know, like, uh, like, like you got these guys who, you know, like they train, you know, they fight at a weight class where they might not be able to, to like get to that physique level without losing a lot of weight, you know, or gaining too much muscle. Like, you know, it depends on their body type, like their height, you know, like, like all kinds of like bone density, all, all kinds of things can, can affect how you look at a certain weight. So, you know, like, uh, I've seen many, many MMA fights where, one person is looking like a, a physical specimen, you know, like the guy's crazy, and the other guy is kind of pudgy, and he's like whooping on this guy, you know. It, it's like, uh, and a lot of times too, you know. I mean, mo- <laughs> I've been fighting professionally for a while, but but whenever I, I, I pull an example, it's always from amateur uh, fighting because that's when I used to like really watch people and like try to gain a, a sense of what's happening in the world, you know. Like, like well, these guys, you know, trying to figure out like who fighters are in in a sense of. Trying to find myself, I started fighting when I was kind of young, so trying to find find myself like in this whole situation. And uh, sometimes people who are really like strong looking are accustomed to intimidating people. You know, yeah. I remember I had a fight against a guy. Uh, I, I think I was like like twenty or something like that. Or I, I, I was I was a grown man, but this yeah. dude looked like he, he just just came out of prison. Like he had mad yeah. tattoos. He was diesel. I was like, yo. How am I fighting? <laughs> right. Who who okayed this match? Like this guy, this guy is just crazy looking, you know. And then uh, the fight started. And I started beating him up, you know. Like, like I mean, like I think at some point, it's like it wasn't that I was just so much better than him. It was just that I wasn't scared to hit him, <laughs> yeah. you know. And and it changed the whole perspective of what was happening in his mind. And, and that's something that I realized is it even happens nowadays. That people just don't expect to be like tested. Or to be confronted in a certain on a certain level, and then you're able to to back them down. So I think that physique, you know, like if 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 I have to choose, unless it's, unless it's like you know, it's some kind of crazy like amateur match. But if it's like two professionals, you know, and, and like they have a record of fighting, sometimes I feel like the guy who isn't in great shape has more to prove. So he might he might try the hardest. <laughs> yeah, so that's a possibility too. I mean, how many times have we seen Mark Hunt go out there and people always talk about his body and his tree trunk yeah. legs? And he goes out there and he's just like gadooshing guys, like, you know, that are mm-hmm. huge. And you're just like, you know, and then every single time you're the commentator, like, you know, it's all about the physique, it's about the skill or the power or whatever. But it's, mm-hmm. you know, if you can make it work for you, then it really doesn't matter what you look like. And Roy Nelson, for a long time, like, people were talking about his appearance and obviously the haircut <laughs> certainly didn't help, but it was like, you know, yeah. he figured out to make it work for him. Yeah, he, he definitely, uh, he he definitely surprised a lot of people, <laughs> you know. Like he, he, especially when he, when he fought some guys who again like had crazy physiques, and you know they 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 uh didn't do so well. But then like I, I remember he, he fought DC in uh in San Jose, and that was gonna be like a, a big thing, you know. And you saw these two guys who you know he, you're looking at them, you're like oh you know they, they're not like super you know uh cut up and all stuff like that, but there was a skill level involved in that fight that, that I really enjoyed watching, you know, like, I really enjoyed it, you know, and, and that's the thing, it's like, you know, the, everything's aesthetics, you know, it, it, like, how good it looks, uh, you know, from a distance, whatever it is, but when you start, when you start competing and stuff like that, you're looking for the skill level, and, and also when you become, like, a, a fan of a sport, you know, like, you start looking for little things that are beyond just what the glitz and glamour of the, of the initial you know, meeting up, you start looking a little deeper and seeing, like, a lot of, what more the sport or whatever it is has to offer. You know, so. I feel like, uh, you know, casual fans, too, they kind of look at the physiques like, uh, you know, Jokin Buckley, for example, people were like, look at how ginormous mm-hmm. this dude is. And he fights someone mm-hmm. like Kevin Holland, who's known for being thin, you know, and then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you try to explain to people like that's not how what like, you know, you can. But and then Joe Rogan does his famous, you know, those those muscles need a lot of oxygen. And you have everyone where it's like, you know, we we heard it the first you know, <laughs> 20 years, Joe, we get it. But it's like, you know, people, I think I feel like casual fans are looking for something. And if you know, it's like. The physique, like, I, at this point, I don't even see physiques anymore. I'm just looking mm. at, you know, the past couple performances and things like that. And yeah. You sort of look at the fighter as the individual, and it almost doesn't matter because you're looking at skill at this point. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, that's like the, the experienced eye of, like, you know, a, a fan that's been in it uh, for a long time. You know, uh, people who, who, who competed, people who have just been watching the sport for a while, you know, they have to understand the, the nuances, you know. Like, I, another example with me, like, I remember, like, the first time I saw MMA, me and my grandfather watching TV, right? And on one channel, it was K1, you know? And another channel, it was MMA. And we turned to MMA because the other one was on commercial. And um, 
we were watching them strike and they were going in. I can't remember who it was. It was like, this is like, I don't know how old that was. This is a long, long time ago, you know? But like, we were watching it. We were like, oh man, it's crazy. The guys are swinging. And then one guy took the other guy down. And I remember we looked at each other like, uh, what's happening right now? <laughs> like, what's going on? These guys, like, why, why, why aren't they standing them back up? What's going on? You know, we don't understand what's going on. And we didn't kind of appreciate the nuances. And then fast forward to when, and I would say, I, I took martial arts as a kid, you know, I, I, but I think I still was striking. So then, like, a couple years later, I started learning uh, jiu-jitsu and learning about jiu-jitsu. And it's starting to see, like, oh, this guy's in guard. Let me see how he passes the guard. You know, that's, yeah. that's not easy. You know, like, oh, let me see how he does this. That's not easy. Oh, let me see how he does Oh, wow, he did it really cool. Wow, that's amazing. He took his back. And now you kind of start to figure out, like, what's going on. I really feel that, like, it's important for commentators to explain uh, the position and then talk about, you know, what's happening. And give the position names because every time an MMA fight happens, I mean, like, especially like a UFC fight, you have new people watching it. People who like, you know, the, the, the friend or, you know, the family member in the room for the first time. And if they can get the names of the positions down, not like triangle and armbar, but I mean like, you know, like like mount, side control, these kind of things, you're creating a base for them to learn other things yeah. so that they are able to like get involved in the sport. But everybody understands a punch. You call it, you call it a jab, you call it a, a, a whatever you want. It's a punch. I know how I throw a punch. You know, like, yeah, I, I can understand that. But jiu-jitsu and grappling is a different thing. So it needs more to be, you know, to, to bring you into it. Well, the ground game is tough for casual fans too. Like I know, I don't know in real life, I don't know anyone that, you know, even sort of, you know, is like a big fan of MMA. Like every time, you know, I want to go watch something and I invite my friends, like half of it is just sales pitching. Like, you know, here's why we want to watch <laughs> two guys where, you know, are you, should you be for this guy, that guy? And yeah. then uh, you know, I had one friend, he's like, you know, I think boxing's boring, but I like MMA, but I hate the grappling. Uh, and, it's like, and then, you know, but the thing is, I think there's a lack of understanding. It's like, you know, if your idea of grappling is some guy holding the other guy against the fence, I can mm -hmm. absolutely understand that. But it's like, if you watch two high-level guys go on the ground in MMA, like mm -hmm. a great example is Gunnar Nelson and Damian Maia. If you watch these two guys, like, the, uh, you know, I was a lot of people were like, oh, maybe we'll see shitty striking now. We got to see some high-level grappling. It's like, and that makes you appreciate oh, what they were doing. Because, you know, and especially seeing Damian Maia do that, someone like Nelson, it's like, man. Yeah. You know, you can appreciate the grappling when you see two high-level guys go at it. Well, I mean, I remember watching, uh, I think it was Dan Maya and Jake Shields to fight yeah. and, and, like, and, like, being super excited because I, I knew it was going to be some of the craziest things I've ever seen. And I, I remember seeing a, uh, seeing a reversal that Shields did that was, it just didn't even make sense. You know, <laughs> like, like, he rolled him over and rolled back in the middle of the he, – he recounted his counter on the ground. It was, it was crazy, you know. But I, I do think that uh, – it takes more of an interest to be able to to, to endure that. Like, I, I was like a real big fan of like even uh well, the MMA fighters that I liked originally, like when I, when I first got into it, were like a little bit of a wrestler anyway. They had like a Mark Coleman, you know, like a like Rampage, you know, like, like got guys who they could they threw they threw hands, but they would like be body slamming people and picking them up. And, I, and you know, I used to watch uh, WWE like a lot growing up, you know, so I was like, well. This seems like something that I want to see. This guy just, he just slammed this guy out of this, it, it was a Kimura, but I'm like, out of this like hand thing, you know, he just slammed him, you know, yeah. this, this, this is awesome. And that made me kind of want to see what happens afterwards, you know? So you need to have some kind of way to, to find interest in it, to enjoy the grappling portion of it. I mean, because, uh, yeah, yeah, other guys, a lot of guys fight against the cage and they're actually trying to do work. But then, you know, you have people who, who are stalling. And that's part, that's, that's part of their strategy. They're actually holding and trying to frustrate the person so they can make a mistake and they catch them in a good shot. Like so a, lot, a lot of like things going on and you can't really make that distinction if you never rewatched really this work before. Yeah. Uh, Rampage is such a great example because anyone who I've talked to like in real life where they tell me like how they got into MMA, usually Rampage is like one of those names where it's like, you know, and then Rampage picking up people and slamming them. And it's yeah, like, man. Like that's... You know, like if you know, like Rampage is a guy you go to. And I mean, and he was one of the guys that helped me get into the sport, too. It was like the things he was doing. But it, it's been so tough watching that downfall, though. You know, I mean, it's it's you know, I hate seeing that. You see these guys in their prime. They're one thing and then they hang around too long. And it's and Rampage. It's not like he's been getting flatlined or nothing, but it's mm -hmm. it's been kind of difficult to, to sort of watch that. Well, I mean, it, it's a different uh, it's a different, you know, type of thing than, than it was before. I mean. When you see somebody by saying somebody knock them out, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's easy to understand. So it's gonna it's, it's it'll draw you in, and it's it's an amazing feat. You know, it's a feat of strength, it's a feat of uh, technical ability, like a lot of things that that, that are happening there. You know, but uh, I feel like uh, when guys are getting older, or and and they you know 
are, are feeling different or they, or they have a different weight class, whatever it is, they have to be open to changing a little bit of their style. Yeah. You know, like, like uh, I think GSP did a good job of that. That's why he was able to say, uh, you know, you know, that's successful for so long. And, and, and even now, like, I mean, like he, he fought Bisping, you know, not too long ago, and he's able to change his style to fit his body and, and what he needs to do. It's not just about like, oh, well, you know, I, I throw overhand, so I'm going to throw overhand. You know, like, yeah, you do throw them, but you don't throw them the same way. And I, not even like you've lost a, a step or anything like that. It's just that maybe, you know, like, you your back is a certain type of way now, or your foot, or whatever it is, to make it to where you the, the amount of time it takes you to throw it just changed. You gotta you gotta make adjustments. And the people, you know, not necessarily rampage himself, you know, but you know, some people they don't adapt to a certain way of fighting. Uh, rampage is, is, is he fights like heavyweight somewhere now, right? Like he's, he's like a oh, he's a heavyweight. He's not coming back down into a fight. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. So it, it's a, it's a different it's a different situation. You know, than it was before because everybody doesn't really have a limit. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So, and like, and as you go up 10, 20 pounds, like I, I was uh earlier this year, I was like two fifteen. You know, and like, like I was, I felt like a large individual. <laughs> you know, like I remember, I remember I was, I was throwing kicks on the on the bag, and I could just see like, like, like uh my legs swinging. You know, like Jesus, wait, that this is crazy. But every, even though I felt the same, and my performance, it wasn't. I don't want to say it was bad, but. It just it wasn't the same situation. Certain things made me more tired. Certain things made me more, you know, like uh, concerned during sparring than other things because I'm I'm bigger now and it takes more more effort. You know, so all you have to be taken into consideration as you go through the sport and as you change. Even if you're like a kid, like say let's say like you're 19 and all of a sudden now you've been training and fighting for a little bit. Now you're 26. Like your body changed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you might have got a growth spurt. You know, it might be easy for you to do. Uh, I don't know. Like uh, some kind of weird omoplata situation before, but now you just had a growth spurt, and uh, it's a little harder for you. Then you gotta try working on triangles. I mean, who, who knows? You know what I'm saying? Like, like the things gotta be taken into consideration, other than just uh, you know, I feel like fighting, so let me fight. Yeah. Or Overeem, I think is a great example of someone that you know understood where his weaknesses were, and now he's adjusted. Like you know, he kind of reached a period where it was like, listen, if you eat a big one and it's clean, you you know, you're going out. That's just the facts. Yeah. And then he adjusted his style to where now he's getting hit a lot less and he's still finding mm-hmm. success. He's in his 40s. And basically, yeah. we like anyone in the elite, you know, they might beat over him, but anyone under that, like you're not because, you know, <laughs> he's adjusted his style so well that, you know, he's, and I think that's really a great example of someone that kind of figured out where his limitations were. And now mm-hmm. we're seeing him fight. And it's like, and he's still winning these fights because, you know, the mental game has, has changed for him. Yeah, people don't, I, I don't want to say people don't respect the Mexican, but it kind of feels like you know, people forget that like the fighting stuff is not, uh, it's not, it's not just fighting. You know what I mean? You got, you got to take some of these in consideration in a fight. Everything you do in a fight affects the fight. You know, like even if you don't do it on purpose, you know, or, or whatever it is, it affects the fight. You know, so it's, it's something that the people, two people are, are competing and they're being perceptive of, of everything. Because they want to make sure they're able to, to, to capitalize when they can on some of that, you know, like uh, being being more experienced and relaxed, it gives off a certain type of energy. Being aggressive gives off a certain kind of energy, and, and I don't think anyone is more receptive to energy as a person that's not trying to get their butt whooped. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> anybody, anybody in that situation is picking up a lot of things. Uh, Overeem, especially because I think now people kind of feel they could try, they could drop him. Like yeah. people get too too ambitious against them. And they forget that this dude at one point was a world champion in kickboxing and MMA at the same time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like this dude ain't no joke, and he has he has the experience, like you're saying. So he's able to put people in situations where they think they are uh, in in a powerful position when really he's setting them up for for, for, for some. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? Too, uh, and you see some guys coming up that do it also. They're like a. Uh, you know, they, they haven't been fighting as long, but they're able to kind of either rope it up a little bit or stay calm in a pocket. But, you know, and a, a, a guy like Overeem, someone so, like, like, like skillful and, and, you know, like who has so much experience, is able to, to do it in a way where the person is always feels like one more hit is going to win him the fight, you know? Even when he was, even when, like, like you know, like 10 years ago, whatever it is, like, he would do that to people and he would drop them, <laughs> you know. What I mean, he would he would drop them, and I think that that's something that really has to be taken into consideration when you, when you think about guys who've been around for a long period of time. Yeah. 
One thing I'm curious about, sort of just change subjects a little bit, but I, I want to know a little bit about your relationship with the media. Like, obviously, you know, obviously I am part of the media and, you know, my, my thing is doing the, you know, pre-fight, post-fight interviews, you know, 10, 15 minutes, but you can't dive into like certain subjects. You know what I mean? Like you really mm -hmm. stick with, you know, we're either talking about the fight you're going into, we're talking about the fight you just got off of. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. fighters always hear the same questions every time. Like you always hear it's like, you know, how many times are you going to ask me about this damn matchup? <laughs> But I feel like you're someone like you, you'd have a pretty good relationship with the media. I mean, what, what's your relationship like, you know, behind the scenes? I mean, uh, I, it's fine, I guess. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, and, uh, I mean, I don't know how people perceive me, you know, uh, but like, at least for me, like, it doesn't bother me to, to answer questions because, first of all, like, I want to do this for a long time, dude. Like, I, I've been fighting since uh, like 2000 and like four or five like, it's been a long time so my, my first introduction like i was saying was watching these guys win fights on uh you know in, in pride fc and give interviews see people in k1 have the gold flakes raining for you know and then talking talk, talking to the translator and like uh, all this cool stuff you know so i love doing interviews to be honest <laughs> you know like like uh like i like even it's gonna sound crazy but even before like uh, i got in the ufc and stuff like that i would practice talking on the mic and all kind of craziness just because it was it was like a fun thing. I think even when I was a kid, I would, <laughs> like I, you know, I, I would say certain things. You know, I, it, it just it just like a, a certain kind of feeling, you know. And I think it all goes together. But because I don't really have too much to to like, I don't want to talk about. Then yeah. I feel like I just talk about anything. I mean, uh, if somebody asks me a question that I don't feel comfortable answering, the first question I ask myself is, why don't I, why don't I want to answer that question? And then usually while I'm asking, my, asking myself that question, I'm already talking about it. So <laughs> you know, like it don't matter. Yeah. Well, I feel like the big thing we see is that, you know, some media members make it a point to sort of cover the the prospects. And then when they get to the mm -hmm. UFC, like you see them, you know, they're doing the same interviews with the same guys because they were there from the start. Did you feel like you got a lot of coverage? Like a lot of people uh, were talking to you when you were a prospect that continued once you got to the UFC? Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. Because... I, it doesn't mean a transition period, but I don't think it's with the, the media. You, you get more coverage going into UFC, of course. Everybody's watching you to see what you're going to do. And I think uh, I think the main thing they're watching you to see is, are you going to be able to survive in here? Because it is a different level of competition. I felt like when I got to UFC, like I turned pro again. You know, like, like it was like a whole new level of competition, but it wasn't for what I thought it was. It was more that like I had to have more confidence in myself because – I put it on a pedestal so long that like, hey man, you belong here. Like, just do what you gotta do. Like, like these guys, you're fighting. Like, you know, you know, you could beat them, but you kind of, uh, not maybe not everybody, but I was kind of feeling like this guy is a genius. So I gotta be careful to not like put myself in a situation like I'm playing chess or something, you know, like that where I can't get out of, and then I have to fight my way out of it the rest of the fight. But then you started realizing after a while, I was like, hey, uh, these guys are good and you're good too. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So and then. Then you start being like, yeah, you know, I think I, I, I fight better than this guy. So, and then you start going into that kind of confidence. I, you know, if you don't allow yourself to do that, I think, oh, I won't say in anything. I mean, I think everything's relative, I guess, but you know, but like, if you, if you, if you don't have confidence in yourself to be able to compete with people around you, then those people are going to use you as a stepping stone to put, bring themselves higher. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, that's something that I feel like uh, yeah, I, I had to really get, get, get under control to be able to compete in the UFC. And as far as uh, with the media goes, when people see you competing and like training hard and, and, and doing your best, I think they're gonna, you know, they're gonna talk to you and make sure that you, uh, you're, I guess, I should say, make sure, but they want to see what's driving you to some to some extent, you know. And, and that's where where it is with me. I think I think people, when people talk to me about, about stuff, they want to see like 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 what's driving me to keep going, as as opposed to just like just what I'm gonna do next. I guess I don't know. I'd be wrong. <laughs> do, do you? I mean, I know there's some fighters that hate doing media. Like I talked to Curtis Blades, and you know, the big thing is he was like, you know, I'm not doing podcasts anymore because you know, sometimes like two two fans that are like super casual asking you, and he was like, you know, stupid questions like, am I from Chicago and stuff? He's like, look it up. Don't bring me on the podcast to ask me. <laughs> do you have anyone like that where like if they shot you a text message like, hey man, could you do an interview? You'd spend maybe 10, 15 minutes going, uh, I don't know, I don't know if I want to. You have anybody like that? No. Uh, uh... And it's not, honestly, the question I asked myself, when you asked me that question, the question I asked myself was, if I did, would I say so? Wouldn't that be kind of mean? This is one guy I don't like. I, okay. No, I, I don't. You know, uh, I think it's important to understand, like, the, the, the person's job 
you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about like you, especially right now, because we have a conversation, but this yeah. person is an ambassador for this sport to people who don't watch it, as well as people who do watch it. You know, so sometimes if it, somebody asks me, like, oh, you know, uh, are you from so-and-so, or if, if, what do you like, whatever. It's like, yeah, I've asked that question before, but everybody that watches the, the last platform and I watch this platform, and, and, and uh, same thing with, with this platform and I have watched the last one, you're kind of talking to new people all the time. You know, so I don't I don't feel any kind of way in answering that question. If it's like a really personal question that like is hard for me to talk about, then like you know like like uh, you know I would feel some kind of way like, like a, on a contender show, and it, it, I've you know it's crazy. My aunt passed away years ago, and I've never spoken to anybody about it. Like I'm, I'm talking about even in my family, I haven't even like a uh, talked about it with them. And even my wife to some extent, like I you know. And then when I got a contender show, uh, after I won the fight. The, um, they asked me something about my aunt, and dude, like, yeah. I, like I, I, feel, I feel like I felt like I got punched from the inside. I was like, oh, oh, what is, what is going on right now? You know? And but but, I, but it wasn't like I was upset. I was just like, oh snap! Like I'm about to cry on TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm about to like trying to to, to hold it back. So certain things like that, I can understand. If somebody had like a real troubling situation or something that's hard for them to talk about. They kept getting asked about it. It does take a physical toll on you. It's not, it's not a matter of just like being willing to talk about it. It can it can like be hard to speak on, you know. And I think you know I made a post about my aunt, and I tried I tried to be more like open about it. And I talked to my family, talked to my aunt. I, I use that situation to to be more open and talk to people around me, so that I'll be able to speak on it, you know, like uh in a different way. And and now I feel fine, <laughs> you know. Now now I can bring it up in a conversation without without feeling crazy. But other than that, like I, I don't, I don't really see any problem in answering any question. Yeah. You know? Well, that's the thing that ESPN we've seen recently is that they like to do this thing where they find like the one gut wrenching thing. Like I think it was, you know, I don't really watch football, but during the NFL draft, I think they were finding like a personal story for everyone. It was like you know the guy gets drafted and the stats are like, you know, he's playing this, he's doing that. Oh, and by the way, his mom's a crackhead and he had to overcome that. It was like they were looking <laughs> for everything, like everyone. It was like you know he had a dog die when he was seven. It's like what are you guys like? Why are you looking for this? And I feel like ESPN, they kind of did that with you guys in the Contender Series, too. They would find, like, Tracy Cortez. How many times they ask her about her brother, you know? I feel mm-hmm. like there's this big thing where they want to bring out an emotional thing of you. And sometimes it's appropriate. And sometimes I feel like it's, you know, at what point are you kind of disrespecting people's personal life? You know what I mean? I feel like some things are fair game when, like, yeah. stuff happens in the fight. But other things, it's like, are you are you trying too hard to find the emotional angle when in reality, like you mentioned, it's a gut punch. And today you can mm-hmm. talk about it. But at the time, you know, you're probably thinking like, is this really the time and place to ask me about that? <laughs> no, at the time, like, I, I know, especially if you, if, you, if you watch that interview, you'll hear me speaking under my breath, <laughs> like, <laughs> like about it. And it's, not, it's nothing rude. It's just like, you know, like, oh, you asked me that question. I'm not no surprised. You know, yeah. like, uh, I feel as though certain things are out of like, you know, if something happened, like, man, like, like tragically recently, and you know the person hasn't been able to talk about it. They have to ask the person beforehand. Like, I mean, they asked me about yeah. my aunt before. That's how, that's how they knew to ask the question. You know, so, now, so I, I spoke about it before. But when I was when I was talking about it after the fight, you know, it's not that I forgot about you know what happened. It's just that like I was thinking about it at the time. You know, and uh, it was it was it was it was it was a little, a little crazy. But I, I was glad to be able to to go through it to be able to you know for, for myself to you know to speak about it. And also let people know about my aunt. Man, she was amazing. <laughs> you know, like so I, I got to talk about it. But then, at the same time, if some if, if something about someone's parents, like you know, having a drug abuse or or any kind of substance abuse, you gotta be careful. If the person hasn't like spoken about that before, then you want to be careful because sometimes people, you know, they don't. They you gotta think about that person uh, who you're talking about, especially if the person's still alive, you know, and, and like they're they they're in, at a job, you know, working working as a manager somewhere or something like that. And then right. they're like, yeah, man, look, man, my baby's on TV. Yeah, I heard you. Uh, your, your dad used to be crap. Yeah. <laughs> what? Everybody in the yeah. office looking at him like, uh, hey, John, you were on crack? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, what exactly. happened? You know, like, you, you didn't mention that in your, uh, in your interview. <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's the only thing I can say to, to be careful about. But it's, it's, everybody has different levels of comfortability when, when, when they're talking about things. And, you know, like, I, I think to some extent, as a person in, in like, you know, like uh, in entertainment, you know, you you have to be willing to be a little more open than than normal because people do connect with you. I've had people you know comment or send me messages after fights, talking about things. You know, people I don't know, like, I don't, you know, yeah. but, but they'll say stuff like, "Yeah, you know, I had this happening," and I'm like, "Yeah, like 
I, I feel you. And I'm glad that, you know, me saying something was able to, you know, like get you to feel something too and, and, and kind of put it, put it put, just put you at ease. Because, you know, one thing I found out a lot more, and I wish I knew this when I was a kid, but like there are a lot more people that are like you than you think, you know? Yeah. A lot more people like, you know, that. so sometimes when you speak about something, it resonates with people and it, and it, it calms them in a way that you wouldn't expect. So that's why, for me, I just I just say whatever. If you ask me a question, I'm like, I'll talk about it and, and to try to be respectful as I can, you know? And so you've been, uh, how long have you been in quarantine? I assume it's got to come to an end soon, right? Otherwise, I must feel like it's been forever. Yeah, it, I think it's been, uh, man, it's been uh, like, it's been 16 days. I've been right. here. Nah, like, uh, <laughs> it, it, it has actually been like about like 16, 17 days. Uh, I know um, it's supposed to be like a 10-day period and a 14-day period. But I'm trying to be careful because, you know, like one thing that would hurt my feelings is like to, to go train or, you know, and get my coach, somebody sick or, you know, some yeah. some some craziness like that. So I'm just being careful. I'm training and staying in shape, checking out, you know, make sure that I'm able to, to do so, so certain things that, that I kind of want as like an, not an amazing feat, but like, okay, I could do this many push-ups. I can do this many in like, a, you know, burpees or jump squats or sprints okay. or whatever it is. Just to make sure, hey, I, I'm in shape for sure because last time I couldn't do this, this, and this. But this time, you know. So I'm just keeping my, keeping myself ready, you know, so, so I can try to get back in there. <laughs> so, so did you have did you have symptoms, or did you get lucky, and were you uh, asymptomatic? I I was asymptomatic uh, uh, for, for, for like most of it, and then like I thought I was having something for, uh, for one day, where I was like, oh, this is, I feel, feel kind of weird, <laughs> you know, and uh, I just ended up sleeping a lot. You know, I, I did I had a lot of anything fatigue is a symptom, you know, like uh, I I I slept a lot, and then I felt better uh, afterwards, you know. So now, so, like, I'm great. <laughs> so you can taste, you can smell, all that good stuff. Yeah, I, I can, uh, I can do all that. You know, like, uh, but, but it, it's really a weird thing, you know, because when you hear about the symptoms on on TV, and when you, uh, you know, I guess read about whatever it is, it makes it seem like it's something like so dramatic that you'll notice right away. Like yeah. I was, I did not notice it right away. Like you know, like I didn't notice my all my taste is just suddenly disappears one day. Now you you, you notice it uh, gradually, you know, and even at the height of it. You can still taste and smell a little bit. I don't know about everybody, but at least for me. So sometimes when people say, oh, I, I don't think I got it, I can still smell. Like, yeah, be careful. Because if you're asking yourself that question, you know, and, and your nose isn't stuffed up or anything, you know, like, you know, you don't have like a bunch of snot in your nose, and we go, then you might have to be careful. So, like, people have to be aware of the symptoms they have and be careful not to, like, you know, run around and, and get people sick. Because, like, I'm, 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 a, I'm an athlete, obviously, like, you know, I train, I've been training for a fight, but I still felt crazy. Like, you know, like, like I need to, I need to calm down and be careful, uh, at some point, you know, I was retired and all stuff of that. And I'm pretty sure my body's used to, used to getting beat up, you know? So somebody who doesn't train or, or, or who, not, not train like martial arts, but just, you know, people who, hey, you're not in shape that well, you, know, yeah. you, you don't want to mess around and get sick, you know, if you don't have to, man, take precautions. Yeah. Do you have anything that you can sort of point to and be like, you know, when I got it, it was probably from this. Like, is there a moment where you're like, you know, maybe I wasn't being cared for or anything like that? Or is it just one of those things where you think like, man, I did everything and I still got it? Yeah, I think I, think I did everything I possibly could because uh, like, I don't go out much anyway <laughs> like you know like even before uh quarantine like like uh i would go to the gym i would go home i'll go to like you know like my video games something like that you know like like but uh, or like a, a comic convention like th th these are the things that happen like annually or like you know like, like 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 something that i would go to as a big big event but i don't just randomly go out to places you know yeah. so it, it now especially like uh you know i would go to the store and then you know like like my wife would want to make sure she goes in the store instead of me if I have a fight coming up just to keep me from potentially getting sick right before I leave. All, all kinds of stuff like that. So, I, it's, it's, you know, you can be very careful. The, 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 I, took a, I took a test for the results still. You know, uh, recently, and the lady was telling me, like, um, you know, a lot of people get sick because they don't, like, they don't uh, wash up to their wrists. They just kind of do, like, their, their fingertips and, their, and the, oh, the, the, the palms. And uh, you got to change your mask. All, all, all that stuff, you know, so... Who knows what could happen? You know, like I, I felt, especially during quarantine, especially during quarantine, I was like, yo, don't think about where you could have got it because you are just going to make yourself very angry for no reason. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just chill out and try to focus on, you know, getting better. For sure. I saw that the UFC was getting a lot of criticism. You know, there's certain media members where their, their gig is sort of, you know, find everything the UFC is doing wrong and then put it out there. Uh, and I feel like everyone was doing this big thing where it's like, look at everybody pulling out of fights and stuff like that. Like, 
But, I, I, you know, it's one of these things that's like it's happening to everyone. You know, even me for a long time, I was like, oh, I don't know anyone with COVID. All of a sudden, it's like, you know, my best friend's girlfriend has it. You know, this coworker yeah. has it. And it's like, you know, it's coming. It feels like it's coming for you. Well, you know, the thing about it is, and, and like, you know, I, 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 I don't want to seem like, like a, I'm, I'm like, like I'm pandering here, you know, like a yeah. UFC, like, a, I, I'm so grateful. No, but right, seriously, yeah. like, like, keeping it real, though, like, you know, uh, this is this, this is our job. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, 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 especially for me now, I've been fighting for a long time. I've been fighting for a time where there's no way I could pay bills fighting. You know, like, I didn't, like, an amateur scene and coming up, uh, you don't get paid an amateur scene, but, like, I mean, like, yeah. coming up and early professional, I don't think anybody, at least that I know, and definitely not me, was getting paid enough to make it a full-time job. You're a professional, but you still have a day job. You're still, like, working, like, 40 hours a week, sometimes 80 hours a week, because you fight, like, once every, like, couple months, you know? And, and then, and, he, and that, all that fight does is make it so that you can pay for all the times you missed work to go train. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So oh, it's wow. like, you, 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 you just, you're just living like, like, like normal. And now, by the grace of God, I'm getting paid enough to where I can focus on training, and I don't, you know, and, and that gives me an extra boost to be able to, you know, to, to fight. But, you know, at the same time now, if you have, if you have a family or, you know, or even if you're just married or whatever it is, you have people dependent on you to make sure that you're, you can take care of things. And if they're not for these fights, you should have been like, yo, we're not going to have fights for the whole year. Like a lot of people be in, 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 in bad situations. I mean, and yeah. And also you wouldn't have like, you know, guys like Joaquin Buckley and, and, and who, come up it, and this is their first year fighting in the UFC and they do amazing. we wouldn't have to that knockout of the year all that stuff of that you know yeah. we wouldn't have all those things if they didn't try and honestly you know uh, because you see the rate the rate of COVID is going up a lot of people would have caught it anyway <laughs> like they would have caught it like staying at home like, like me if, 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 if I you know wasn't fighting there's no guarantee that I still wouldn't have caught it you know like uh, I've been careful as I possibly could and it still happened so it's something that must have been outside of my scope of knowledge or you know that I, I couldn't predict that happened, and you know I feel as though you keep you some training for a fight will keep you disciplined and keep you in in a, a state of mind to where you're not going to go out and, and risk a lot of things. A lot of things that I wanted to do, uh, you know, uh, during this year, you know, I moved to a new place. You know, like I wanted to to see the I want to go to the beach and like you know go hiking with my, with my wife and like see stuff. And you can say, well, that's that's stuff you can do by yourself. Now you're still around a lot of people because the trails are packed you know, sometimes in the beach or, or just being around the area that I didn't do because I didn't want to risk getting sick and not being able to fight. The, 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 this, uh, this thing that happened with this fight, uh, getting canceled, is like my nightmare of the year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, It's like what I tried to avoid the entire year because I did not want a situation to happen where I wouldn't be able to fight. And then imagine that was the case for everybody where they, everybody couldn't fight this year because they don't want to take the risk. You know, like if, I, if you're willing to fight, you know, you're going to do it. This is a sport where people are very passionate about what they're doing, and you have to be to be able to compete in this, you know. And, and if you fought this year, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you probably really love what you're doing, and you and, and guys like like, like Kevin Holland, like you see the guy fighting all the time. Like, <laughs> you think he, I mean, I don't know him personally, but I would imagine he's concerned about, like, you know, like not trying to get sick and get other people sick or something like that, and he has it on his mind, you know. And he's still going out there and competing. So he obviously loves what he's doing. He's not like locking himself in the room and trying to just stay away from everybody. So, I mean, you got to feel inspired by that to go out there and compete as well. And I'm just happy to have the opportunity to be able to, one, fight, you know, and, and improv for my family. But on top of that, you know, I have this opportunity to compete against the best guys in the world, <laughs> especially now. Like, you, like I, I can get a fight against somebody who is really, really well-known because maybe somebody, you know, like, he can't get another fight any other way. Nobody else wants to fight. And then yeah. I, here I come and have this opportunity. I think it's like shouldn't shouldn't, shouldn't be overlooked. Fight somebody great, you know. So I, I'm I'm happy for all the opportunities that came, you know, and that, the, that they're still putting on fights too. Yeah. Uh, be, before I let you go, because uh, it's mm-hmm. it's been about an hour though. I people are gonna ask okay. us a million times if they haven't already. But do you have an idea when we're gonna see you again? Like you know, is there some kind of timelines? I know it's got to be tough with quarantine and everything, but I assume yeah. you want to try to get back out there. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to get on the uh, the <laughs> the first fight I can get back on. You know, like uh, it, it's it's a weird time because you know it's about to be the end of the year. So you know, I see what's happening. You know, like uh, when they're gonna have fights available. Like uh, when they're gonna have cards. You know, and trying to get back on. And then you know, you, other people who who miss fights are trying to get, trying to get back on fights. So, I mean, I'm trying to fight in January, February, 
And the reason is because those are the next coming months. <laughs> those yeah. are the closest months, you know. Like, like I'm trying yeah. to fight yeah. as soon as possible. So that that's all. That's all I can do. I really had to like calm down uh, during the quarantine and stop like trying to train and stop trying to like at, at least for a week. I told myself I gotta give myself a couple of days to relax because in, in my mind, like every day wasted is a day gone. You know, it's like all right, well now I can't, I can't, I can't train. I didn't train yesterday. You know, but you, you gotta get back to a point where your body can can handle training and then train you know and i feel like i'm back at that point now so to where i can train and also that i, I can fight like i i asked myself during during the situation you know when, when i first heard about it or whatever it is i was like if i have to fight right now how how many how many rounds could i do and at one point i was like i could do about three minutes <laughs> like three minutes and then it's done you know then i was like oh i could do like five i could do about two rounds i could do about and now I'm like, i could do like three four rounds right now and before, like, I feel like I'm tired, and that's that's normal. That, that's that's like me getting back to you know, like, uh, what's called when I say I could do five rounds. Now I'm now I'm ready to fight. You know, like now, so I gotta train a little bit to, to get myself back to that space. You know, and then I'll be ready to fight, and that's that, that can be any time. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, man. This I mean, this has been great. There's so much good stuff. I hope uh, you know the people watching enjoyed it too, because I know I did. Before we do let you go, though, man, I'm, you have social media. I'm sure you have sponsors and stuff. Is there anything you want to yeah. plug? Anything you want to shout out? Uh, now's the time. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, I really want to shout out my, my team, uh, Alliance over here in uh, San Diego. That you guys have gotten me ready uh, for, for, for two fights now. You know, um, and this one I, I felt even better than the last one. So I got shout out everybody on the team, all the coaches and, and my teammates and friends over there. Uh, uh, sponsors, uh, GFY, uh, they, they've been a, a sponsor of mine since I got to California, and they've been helping me out so much. So I'm grateful to them as well. Uh, social media, uh, Dwight Grant MMA on uh, Instagram, uh, Dwight Grant on Twitter, and also, oh, I, I actually have a, a video game blog, uh, jrpgamers.com, uh, you know, talk about 90s uh, JRPGs and a bunch of stuff like that. And uh, I, I guess that's it. <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> that, that's everything well listen thanks so much for the time man i really appreciate yep. it oh thanks for having me man anytime uh it's always fun talking to you man so anytime i'm here of course i appreciate that